Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible tonight, uh, we're going to turn over to Psalm chapter 46. We're going to continue on Psalm chapter 46. We're going to read the whole chapter, and uh, we just trust if you have a Bible there, just open your Bible. We're going to read this Psalm. We've been in this Psalm on, on Wednesday nights, and uh, if you haven't a Bible there, you can just listen in uh, to these words. Psalm chapter 46. Tonight, the, the subject is our God is with us. Our God is with us. Psalm chapter 46, and we're going to read uh, from verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Praise the Lord. If you just turn back there to verse 7, we're going to look at verse 7 and uh, verse 8, verse 8 also, and we're also going to look at verse 9. Just these three verses, they're connected tonight with the title that is revealed to us, one of the great titles of the Lord in Scriptures. And verse 7 says that the Lord of hosts the Lord of hosts, just remember that title tonight of the Lord. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, come behold, come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, cutteth the spear in sunder, and he burneth the chariot in the fire, the Lord of hosts. I just want you to think about this title tonight that is revealed to us in Scripture. The Lord of hosts is with us. Our God is with us. This, this title that reveals to us something of the attribute and the character of God found in the Old Testament. God is revealed through titles through indications, through times that people would have encounters with the Lord, and then a revelation would come forth of, of this great God that we serve. And here you, you see that He is the Lord. We're referring to God Himself. In Deuteronomy at chapter 10 and verse 17, when we talk about the Lord, we're talking about God, the Lord God Almighty. And in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 17, it says these words, For the Lord your God is God of gods. He's the Lord of lords, a great God, 
a mighty and a terrible, which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward. He is the God of gods. He's the Lord of lords. He's the great God, mighty and terrible. You know, we serve an almighty God. We serve an awesome God. He's the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. He is mighty. Here it says he is terrible. He is awesome. There is no one like our God. You know, that word Lord is Jehovah, the self-existent, the eternal, the, the name that was given to, to, to that, the, the national name of the, of the Jews at that time was Jehovah, the great God, the Lord. And in the scripture, You'll find as you go through the Old Testament, as I've already said, that the Lord is revealed and there are titles that bring the revelation of the great attributes of God. And tonight I want to just take a few of them so you see uh, some of those great attributes of the Lord. You know, back in Genesis chapter 22, if you turn back to it, we read there the story of Abraham and Isaac. And the Lord had instructed Abraham to take Isaac, the son of promise, and to take him to a place that the Lord would show him. And there at that place, the Lord had instructed Abraham that he would lay Isaac upon an altar and sacrifice Isaac unto him. And Abraham obeyed the Lord by faith, and he brings Isaac, his son, the son of promise, with him, and he's directed of the Lord. And as they're approaching this place by faith, as Abraham looks at Isaac, and Isaac says to his father, Father, where is the sacrifice? And, and, and Abraham brings this revelation to us in Genesis chapter 22. He says, the Lord himself will provide for us a lamb. And so we see here that in this, by faith, as Abraham is walking to lay out his son upon that altar, he is believing and trusting in the Lord that the Lord himself would make provision for his son. We read there in Genesis 22 and verse 14, that as God brought that, that intervention at that time when Abraham laid his all upon that altar, that Abraham laid out that son of promise upon that altar, that God had a ram caught in the thicket at that time. And a voice comes from heaven and says to Abraham, lay not thy hand upon the lad. And so we see that God intervened at that moment, that God made provision for Abraham. And then in Genesis 22 verse 14, we, we find out and we are and what is revealed to us is something of this great almighty God through the titles that are given to him. It says in Genesis 22 and 14, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Jehovah Jireh, that, that title is revealed that the Lord is our provider that he will provide for his people. And so we, we, we see in these stories that these accounts of God's people in the old, that God would come and reveal himself to these men of faith. He would reveal something of his character and his person by these great titles. And friend, tonight we know that our God is our Jehovah Jireh, that he's our great provider for whatever those needs are in our lives, financially or otherwise, emotionally, in every way, spiritually, that our God is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. And, and so we see that 
God was revealing himself in these great encounters that he had with his people in the Old Testament. And then we move move on into Exodus chapter 15. If you have your Bible there again, turn it over just to show you some of these tales. There are many more, but just to show you how God would reveal himself to his people through these great accounts in the Old Testament, the journeys of the people of faith and these encounters that they would have there would be a revelation of who the Almighty God is. And we read in Exodus 15 that the children of Israel, that they had, they had come up out of the, 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 the Egypt and out of the Red Sea, and now they're traveling through that wilderness, and they've been traveling three days, and they had no water, and they were thirsty. And they come to a place, and it tells us in Exodus 15 that they, they came to a place, but the waters were bitter. And so they couldn't drink of the waters. There was an experience that they came to, a bitter experience in their walk by faith with the Lord. And you know, friend, we, we come at times where we will enter into times of bitter experiences, things that would happen in our lives and in our homes and in our families and in our circumstances and in our workplace. And we can find at times that, that bitterness can come in a sense of the experience being bitter. But in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 25, if you if you just turn there for a moment, again we see another wonderful revelation of the great God that we serve. It says that he cried unto the Lord, this is Moses, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made them for a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And this is what he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, if you will do that which is right in his sight, if you will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases which are upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. And then this is the words that he said, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. We see here again, these are basics, but these are wonderful truths. We see here that the Lord shows Moses a tree. The experience was bitter. It was a difficult time, and many are going through difficult times at the moment. It's difficult in this lockdown. It's difficult in the isolation. It's difficult, especially for those perhaps that are on their own. But but it, it became a difficult time here for, for, for Israel as they're journeying. But the Lord shows them the tree. And we know that this again is a wonderful revelation or a shadow. That when you look to Calvary, when you look to the sacrifice of Jesus, when you look to what all the Lord has done, you know, he makes the bitter experiences sweet. When we look to Calvary and the finished work of the cross, when we look at the blood that was shed, when we look at the victory that there was obtained for us through faith in Jesus Christ, we know it's a finished work. We know that we're forgiven, that we're washed in the blood of Jesus. And even in the experience when it seems as though it's bitter or it's dry or it's difficult when we look again by faith to the cross that he changes the experience by faith tonight friend lay hold of the promises of God by faith tonight look again to the cross if you're empty and you're dry and you feel you've lost something of the joy of the Lord look again to Calvary look again
again to the tree. Look again to the cross. Look again to where there's life. And there at that time, he, he, he took that tree and cast it into the waters. And the waters were made sweet. And here we find that the Lord instructs them in this way. If you walk in my way, if you do what's right in my sight, if you walk according to my way, he says, I'll not put any diseases upon you, for I am the Lord. I am the Lord, thy God that healeth thee. Here is another revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. He's a wonderful healer. The Bible says that through the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ, by his stripes, we are healed. And so we see again the Lord in the old is revealing himself. He's revealing something of the person of who he is. The attributes are being revealed through these journeyings of God's people. You move on a few chapters in Exodus chapter 17. And now we see that Moses and the the children of Israel have come up against a great battle. They're fighting the Amalekites. They've come out against them. And it tells us that Moses goes up to the top of a mountain and as he's sitting on that mountain and he's looking down at that battle, that Aaron and Hur came because his hands were weary. And as they began to lift up his hands to heaven, surrendering his life and the battle into the hands of the Lord, we know that as his hands were going up, that God would begin to give the people the victory. We know that when his hands would come down, we know that, that, the, that the Amalekites would begin to have, a, have, have the advantage over God's people. And so as he lifted up his hands, seated upon that mountaintop, we see a wonderful picture of Jesus seated up in the glory, triumphed over all our foes. And we know that there is a victory in Jesus. And so when we engage in the great battles of our lives, when we engage in the great struggles and the spiritual conflict that we all will encounter, it's important tonight to look up to our great victor. That's Jesus Christ. And in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 15, you read there that Moses built an altar. God gave them a great victory that day. And he built an altar and he called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. That is that the Lord is our banner or our standard. That simply means that, that the Lord is our victory. He leads us in the battle, but he leads us in the victory. He leads us in the triumph, that he'll cause us to triumph in every place. And so we see that our victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there we see another wonderful revelation that the Lord is our standard. It speaks of a, of a flag being raised up. It speaks of that victory, that standard that's being raised. And we know that that victory for the church of Jesus Christ is the cross of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. Thank God there's victory in the standard. Thank God tonight when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against that enemy. And these are the wonderful truths and titles that we go through in Scripture. In the Old Testament, we see these great glimpses of this Almighty and this wonderful God. And when you come as you work through that and you see all those great titles and revelations of the Almighty God, the God of Israel, Jehovah, Lord. And when you walk right through those Old Testament scriptures and you see God revealing himself, a glimpse of him here, a revelation of him here. And the people would rejoice in the glimpses of the great revelations of this God. 
But you know, once you move into the New Testament, everything of all those revelations and the titles of of, of Jehovah in the Old Testament are all found in one person. They're all found in one man. And in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, we simply read here the announcement that thou shalt bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. And every revelation of God in the Old Testament, all the titles All the great attributes, all the revelations that they find in God and their journeys in the old, all of those titles are all found in one person. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Jehovah. The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 and 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This Jesus His name, Yeshua, taken from the word Jehovah in the old. He is the Lord of hosts. And so when you see these great titles as you read through the Bible in the old, we get the revelations and the glimpses of the Almighty. But all of these titles and revelations are all found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the God-man. He is the Almighty God, and He became flesh, and He dwelt among us. God is with us. So everything of what we see, we know tonight, praise the Lord, that all our needs are provided in the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall supply all our needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We know tonight that he is our healer, that by his stripes, praise the Lord, there's healing in the atonement tonight, that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We know tonight that he's our victory. We know tonight he's the glory and the lifter of our head. And here we find in Psalm chapter 46, there are some of the titles, there are many more. But in this great chapter, he's revealed to us As the Lord of hosts. He's Jehovah. And the word host simply means Sava. The Hebrew word Sava. Which is simply the armies. He's the Lord of the armies of heaven. That word simply means the assembly. And now we've seen so many wonderful attributes already. But this great attribute is speaking of a God of warfare. A God that is mighty in battle. You know, if, if you're still around Exodus there, Exodus chapter 15, if you go back uh, just to the beginning of where we started a minute ago, but in Exodus 15, you're, you're going to see something that Moses sang after the great victory coming through that Red Sea. And he watched as God destroyed Pharaoh's army. And in Exodus 15 and verse 1, this is what it says. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. And he has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God. And I will exalt him. And then in verse 3. Look what he says. The Lord is a man of war. And the Lord. The Lord is his name. He's the Lord of hosts. Listen brothers and sisters tonight. 
our God is mighty in battle. We are reading here that he is the Lord of the host, the armies of heaven. We are reading here tonight of a God that is victorious in the great battle. We are reading here tonight that this is the God, this is the almighty God that has triumphed over all the powers of darkness. The prophet said in 1 Kings chapter 22 and verse 19, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and listen to this, and if you can imagine it tonight, and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Listen to what he's seen. His eyes were anointed. The Spirit of the Lord brought the revelation onto him. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne. That's Jesus. And all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. He is the Lord of hosts. Here he is as the great, as the great conqueror. Here he is coming as the great victor, the Lord of hosts. You'll find this title over 200 times, nearly 250 times in the scripture. And you'll always find it. And it's referring to some form of conflict. When there's a conflict, when there's warfare, you'll find it in the old that he was revealed as the Lord of hosts. The first time that you see this title as it is, the Lord of hosts, you'll find it in 1 Samuel chapter 1. If you go back to this first chapter of 1 Samuel, and here we see a conflict. There's a conflict. You know, brothers and sisters, there's a conflict. There's a fight. There's a warfare. It's, it's not with the flesh. It's not with our hands and, and our feet. But this is a spiritual conflict. And we must know that Christ is victorious. We must know tonight that he has triumphed over the enemy. That he is mighty in battle. He is the Lord of hosts. And here we find it real early on in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And we read the story here of a woman and her, her womb is barren. And we see that her adversary is, is pressing in hard against her. She's provoking her. There's a conflict between this woman and, this, and her adversary. The woman's name is Hannah. And in 1 Samuel 1 and 5, you read it there, it says, But on the Hannah... He gave a worthy portion. He loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut her room. Verse 6, this is what it says. And her adversary, and there's the conflict. She had an adversary. You know, the Bible says that we have an adversary. His name is the devil. He goes around like a roaring lamb, seeking whom he may devour. We're in a spiritual fight. It's a good fight. And thank God we have the victory in Jesus. But there is an intensity to the battle at times. And here we see the adversary is provoking her sore to make her to fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. We see her here, this woman, Hannah, and we see the great conflict that's against her. Maybe someone tonight that's listening in, you're feeling the great heat of the battle. You're realizing that there's a great, there's a great pressing in on your mind, on your spirit, and on your soul. You're being provoked by the enemy. He's picking out some weak point. He's picking out something that, that you know you're fragile in or, and you're struggling with. And we see him pressing in on that area. We see him coming like that roaring lion. We see see him coming as our adversary and he's coming against us and it says in 1 Samuel 1 and verse 10 listen to this it says that she was in bitterness of soul 
and prayed unto the Lord, and she wept sore. You know, maybe there's someone tonight, you're, you're calling out unto the Lord, and you've wept sore. You've, you've wept tears. You, you've wept over a, cert, a, cer, a certain circumstance in your life. And the enemy's pressing in hard against you. The adversary is pushing in. And you've wept before the Lord with tears. You're in bitterness of soul. And she fired a fire, verse 11, and said, this is what she said, O Lord of hosts. You see, she knew she was in a battle. But it was a battle that she couldn't fight. It was a battle that she had to call upon the Lord of hosts to come. Because the battle belongs to the Lord, friend. She knew that the enemy was pressing in hard. She knew that the enemy was coming in with all his lies and his doubt and his fear. And crushing in against that mind. But praise the Lord. She says, O Lord of hosts. She wept with tears. She cried unto the Lord, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid, remember me and not forget your handmaid, but wilt thou and wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And we know the Lord heard the cry of this woman and the Lord answered her prayer and we know that the Lord gave her his son and we thank God that she gave that son into the service of the Lord but there was a conflict and when there's a conflict we must know that he's victorious we must know that the battle does not belong to us but the battle is the Lord's the the Lord of hosts the psalmist says is with us You know, when we call upon the name of the Lord, when we call upon the Lord of hosts, thank God that all of heaven comes, the great victor comes to our aid, that he is the one that said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank God tonight we know that he's a faithful God. The Bible tells us here in Psalm 46, if you go back to him, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And we've looked at that word refuge. But here we see the works of the Lord. Here's what the Bible says. Come and behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he's made on the earth. What a mighty God that we serve tonight. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the war, and the end of the, the earth. And then he said these three things. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot with fire. This, this This weaponry of the enemy, the bow, the spears, and the chariot. These terms in the Old Testament for that Old Testament warfare in the physical. But you know that bow would speak of the strength of the enemy. The the bow speaks of the strength and the power of the enemy. But the Bible says he breaks the bow. He breaks He breaks the power of cancel sin and he sets the prisoner free. It's the Lord that breaks the power and the strength and the wickedness of the enemy. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of every stronghold of hell. But he breaks the strength of the enemy. He has defeated the devil himself. And then it says the spears. The attacks of the enemy. As the enemy would come and he would fire in those attacks against your mind. He would fire those things, those fiery darts, those lies and those thoughts that would come against the believer. 
But thank God tonight the Bible says he cuts the spear in sunder. Thank God there's a shield of faith that we can raise up against every lie of the enemy tonight and quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. The, the chariot speaks of the awesome power of the enemy. But God tonight, we thank God tonight that he's defeated him at Calvary. We thank God that he's been defeated at Calvary. He's been stripped of his power. And God, Jesus Christ, holds the keys of death and of hell and all the weapons of the kingdom of Satan or God, the Lord of hosts. He defeats him. In Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 10, it says, Take counsel together. And it shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand. Why? For God is with us. Our God is with us. The Lord thy God is mighty in the midst of us. Our God, let them take counsel, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, and it shall not stand. Every word that rises up against us in judgment, he will condemn. For God, our God, is with us. He's with you, friend. Psalmist says in Psalm 24, Lift up your heads, verse 7, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King, the King of glory, shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty. He's mighty in battle. This is the Lord of hosts. He's strong and mighty, the Lord that's mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? And this is what it says. He's the Lord of hosts. He is the King. He is the King of glory. What a mighty God we serve tonight. The King of glory, the Lord of hosts. The Lord Jesus Christ, strong, mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle tonight. Friends, we have much to shout about. We have much to praise about. We have much to rejoice about because he's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the God of all gods. There is no one like our great God tonight. You think of that prayer, the prayer of Joshua. It was a difficult time. The Lord had directed them to go into that land to possess it. They were rising up. There was faith in their hearts. They were going forward to spy out that land. God had given them a promise. When they went in with their eyes to see, and they come back with those reports. You see, it's so important that we bring a good report. So important that we speak the faith of God into our hearts and into one another's lives. But when Joshua, it says in Numbers 14 and 6, Joshua the son of Nun, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were with them that searched the land, they rent their clothes, they speak to the company of Israel, saying, the land which we pass through to search it, is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which is flowing with milk and honey. But don't rebel against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land for their bread for us. 
Friends, we must not fear. We must not pull back in the day of battle. We must know that we must go forward. We must press on in Jesus' name. There's just so much happening, but so many lives depend on what we do. The world are watching the church of Jesus Christ. They're watching how we live, how we talk, what we do. Brothers and sisters, we cannot pull back. On the day of battle, Joshua and Caleb were standing with a people that had listened to an evil report. We gotta press on as a church. We gotta press in as a church. We gotta believe God for the finances of this building. We gotta believe God for a rescue shop within a yard of hell. We gotta believe God for these 500 souls at least. We gotta believe God for a move of the Spirit of God. We gotta believe God for the baptism in the Holy Ghost. We gotta believe God for the salvation of souls and of loved ones. We've got to believe God for the impossible situations in our lives and in our homes. We've got to believe God. We've got to go forward. And Joshua and Caleb are standing with the people that didn't want to go forward. They wanted to go round the mountain and carry on the same old, same old. And here these men rent their clothes. They knew that it was possible with God. They wanted to go forward. They can't go back. And brothers and sisters, when we when we do gather again we must go forward as a people we can't come back into the same ruts the same trenches the same unbelief just going through the same ritual we must make this place a house of prayer we must make it a place where God comes down that it's full of the power of the Holy Ghost that it's full of people that love Jesus with all of their hearts and are willing to give everything for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ we must make this place a house where the praises of God ascend up into heaven and God comes down and inhabits the praises of his people we must make this a place that when you lay hands on the sick whether it's a child that lays hand on the sick whether it's an older person at the back or a younger person at the front but by faith in God they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover we must make this a place where sinners are uncomfortable where men that come in full of drugs and full of drink and women that are wrecked with sin but when they come they feel the convicting power of the Holy Spirit that God moves in power that demons tremble at the power of the name of Jesus Christ that demons go as the praises of God's people ascend. And so they stood and they rent their clothes and they said, we can go in, we can go forward, we can press through, we can get the victory. There's promises that we must possess. We can't sit as we are. We can't stay where we are. And so as they cry unto these people that did not want to go forward, they did not want to move, Brothers and sisters, do you want to move on in God? Do you want to press in on God? Do you want to go forward? Sometimes we've got to get up. Sometimes we've got to press in. Sometimes we've got to pull off the old religious things in our lives. Sometimes we've got to stand up for Jesus Christ. And so now he cries. He cries unto the people. And he says, Nay, verse 14. As the captain of the host of the Lord. Sorry, and verse Verse 8, he says, If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give us it, a land which is flowing with milk and honey. But don't rebel against the Lord. Neither fear the people of the land for their bread for us, their defense 
is departed from them. Everything of what you've seen, the giants, they're bred for us. They're bred, they're easy taken in God. And he says that the Lord is with us. The revelation that the Lord thy God is mighty. God is with us. Our God is with us. Friend, he's with you. He's with you in the workplace. He's with you in home. He's with you as you're out and about. But brothers and sisters, don't fear them. It's time to press in. What shall we say to these things? Romans 8 and 31. If God, if God be for us, who then can be against us? What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? The same man, Joshua, some years later after wandering that wilderness, and as he's now the leader of Israel, and Moses has passed the baton on, as it were, to Joshua, and now they're over the Jordan, and they're looking at this great city, this great stronghold, this great opposition of the enemy. We see a man now that after all these years, by faith he's walked, he's seen a whole generation die that did not believe. Now he's standing looking at this great city of Jericho, walls thick, high, everything's shut up, nobody can come in, nobody can come out. And as he's standing there that night, he goes out, tells us in Joshua 5 and 13, when he was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you why in a moment. Here is a man standing with a sword in his hand, just outside that great city of Jericho. Here's a servant of the Lord who's believed the Lord. And Joshua went on to him and said unto him, Are you for us? Are you for our enemies? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, now I am come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. Now I want to tell you any other time that men would fall, if it was an angel, they would say, Don't worship me. But here he said, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord of hosts said unto Joshua, Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where you're standing is holy. I want to tell you we serve a holy, holy, holy God. Jesus Christ, here he is, the pre-incarnate Christ, as the captain of the host of the Lord. Thank God tonight we have a great victor. Bible tells us in Isaiah 7 and 14, a virgin shall conceive and birth a son. You'll call his name Emmanuel. That simply means that God, our God, is with us. The Bible tells us in John 1 and 14, The word was made flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, Jesus Christ, full of truth and full of grace. Our God is with us. Friends, let us keep our eyes and our focus upon the Lord. Let us keep our faith in Christ. Let us not pull back. Let us not allow the things to press us down. This is a time. It is not easy. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, we must by faith go forward. We must press on. We must keep our eyes on the goal. We must know that the battle belongs to the Lord, our God. 
is with us. He's with you. He's with me. He is the Lord of hosts. Tonight, if you're in the battle, the battle's his. Call upon the Lord of hosts tonight, the great assembly of heaven. May God tonight bring us the victory. Send us a victory, personal and individual, for what we need at this time. May God give the church a great victory. But we got to go forward in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for your word. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that it will find good soil, some heart tonight that's struggling. Lord, we'd know tonight of great encouragement. Lord, that you are the great victor tonight. There isn't anyone like our God, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the great I am, the Almighty. Thank you tonight for your word. Pray, Lord, that you would bless it and that you would use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. We give you all the glory tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.